We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest, easiest, and safest way to bet on all things sports. With March Madness, the Masters, and the Major League's opening day right around the corner, Bet Online has all the latest news, scores, and odds to help you win big. Best part, you receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Head over to betonline.ag and use our promo code BLUEWIRE to revive your literally free money. Plus, signing up is a great way to support this podcast you're listening to in your ears right now. Again, that's promo code BLUEWIRE. All one word when you sign up at betonline.ag. Bet online, your online sportsbooks experts. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we're going to talk about some wide receivers in the free agency market. We also have some tight ends in the free agency market. All on episode 82 of the Pride Podcast. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 82 on the Blue Wire Network. And today's episode is going to be sponsored by Bet Online AG. And I am your host, Tyler, joined by Malcolm and Pierre. How are you boys doing today? I am chilling. I'm good. I'm just hanging in there. My break starts next week. So hanging in there, man. I'm currently on my college breaks, man. That's what's up. Lucky Tyler. Yeah, Malcolm, doing well? You know, same old, same old, man. Just living the dream. How's the next? the dream. Um, Currently right now, they're getting um, slaughtered by um, Houston. Nice. That's all good. He's going to keep on chugging. Hashtag Team Tank. (laughs) That doesn't mean. (laughs) Man, we've been taking for God knows how long. We tanked last year. (laughs) You saw that got us. I'm happy that Pistons are finally tanking. Like, after I've been begging for it for the past couple years, but... Let's get into Sorry. our topic, Tyler. Watch, watch yes. I get the 10th pick. <laughs> <laughs> Hope not. <laughs> don't don't, 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 don't that, give me the press, lottery, bro. bro. That lottery is, a, that lottery is, a, is set up. It's a set up. <laughs> telling you now, it's a set up. I guess we'll see how it goes when it comes to that time. MLB spring training is here. So, for me, I enjoyed that. Spring training's here. NHL trade deadline just passed. 
So, all right, you guys don't care about this. Let's get into the topic that we're going to be talking about today. Uh, we're going to talk about two positions in the episode, not just once. We're going to talk about the wide receiver position and the tight end position. If you guys didn't check out our last episode, we talked about the defensive tackle market after the Damon Snacks Harrison release. So if you guys didn't listen to that, go check that out. Malcolm did a very good job at editing that. So um, some good stuff. So go check that out. And also, if you didn't check out our Akeem Spence interview, we also did that. Episode 80, go check that out. Some good stuff in there. So I'm going to mention the top wide receivers on the market. Some of the wide receivers out there is A.J. Green from the Cincinnati Bengals. You got Emmanuel Sanders from the Niners. You got Devin Funches coming from the Colts. You got Paul Richardson coming from the Skins. Taylor Gabriel coming from the Bears, who just got released recently. Amari Cooper, Dallas, that's a pricey wide receiver. Randall Cobb is also out there. Travis Benjamin, Rashad Peterman from the Bucks. Before I get, keep going on with this list, there's a lot of very talented wide receivers that could start in this league for different teams or resign with their other, you know, whatever team they were playing with. But with the Detroit Lions just recently resigning Danny Amendola to a one-year deal, they have Kenny Galladay, they have Marvin Jones, so they're sticking with the their big three, as they like to call it. We're going to look at some wide receivers that are not going to command starting jobs. They're going to command more depth jobs, maybe some versatile guys that could play the slot, could play the outside, special teams. They can play a little bit of it everywhere. So I'm going to mention some more of those guys because – realistically out of the top guys i just named like cooper and emmanuel sanders i don't see any scenario of that happening i don't see any scenario where the lines even meet with them and i think you guys are on the same boat with me yeah i agree probably depth yep. guys yeah, yeah. Yep. No, that's yeah so uh some depth wide receivers i wrote down that could fit this team that could maybe you know be a backup slot maybe a uh backup outside receiver or even versatile they could play both I got Matthew Slater from the New England Patriots, big special teams guy. Philip Dorsett, also going from the New England Patriots. Chris Hogan was recently on the Panthers, but a longtime Patriot. Jermaine Curse, if you guys remember him, he was with the Lions in training camp before, I believe, mm-hmm. having a torn ACL in week one of preseason. It's another name to keep out for. Dontrell Inman, he bounced around two teams last offseason, I believe the Patriots and the Chargers, if I'm not mistaken. Lions had some interest in him, too, back in uh, the offseason. There's Trevor Davis from the Oakland Raiders. He was with the Packers, too. Demarcus Robinson from the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. And there's Tajay Sharp from the Tennessee Titans. Is some guys I have down. So, um, Malcolm, you weren't here with us last episode. What's a wide receiver? It doesn't even have to be from the list I named. That really sticks out to you. I mean, there's still, you know, there's a lot of names out there. In this list for a wide receiver, I know you guys are looking for a wide receiver four, but I'm going to just throw out some names and maybe y'all could set some light on um, if you think the Lions will go after them or not. Um, one guy who I saw took a big leap last year um, from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when um, Evans went down, Bashad Pierman, he had three huge games Yes, when Evans went down. Um, he's a speedy wide receiver. He's young. And he could be that guy, you know, that could take another that could take a leap. And I don't think he'll command a lot of money either. I mean, is he, is he a guy you guys think like the Lions is probably don't possibly take a look at or bring in or So 
Rashad Peterman is a very good player. I like him a lot, actually. And you're right. You know, once Mike Evans went down and even when Chris Godwin went down after they played the Lions, actually, he, he really shined. Um, he took advantage of the opportunity. You're right. I don't think he'll command a bunch of money, but I think it's enough money like a Danny Amendola contract. And you kind of already signed your Danny Amendola. Like, I think he... Wherever he's going to go, he's going to be a wide receiver. He's going to be the starting slot receiver, I think, wherever he goes. I don't think he's a, a depth guy. The Lions didn't re-sign Danny Amendola. I would really like that option, but they already did. And I'm okay with re-signing Danny Amendola. But since they already did that, I'm going to say something they probably won't do because it probably won't be at the right price that you're they're looking for for that wide receiver four, wide receiver five position. Um. Yeah, I'm kind of with Tyler. Plus, I don't think he'd want to come here. He'd probably want to be a wide receiver too. Yeah, I think I, the the spot I see for him, to be honest, or like the Eagles, or like uh, the Eagles make a lot of sense. Like kind Colts. of like Deshaun Jackson's replacement. The Colts make sense. Um, Patriots even make sense, but I don't want to get too much into that. I, I don't think he'll come here. I, I like him a lot too. But let I me ask, come here. Let me ask a question. Um, and this is this is nothing. I don't want people to say, "Oh, like I don't get attacked right now," but I'm just like, this is. Marvin Jones last year on his contract. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're the Lions, would you potentially bring in a a a, a pretty good wide receiver like a like a Pyramid or like a Robbie Anderson and move on from Marvin Jones? What you could you could use that as a pick? Uh, no, I would actually draft one this year. You uh, can still you can still draft one. You can still draft one. I wouldn't, I, mean, I wouldn't pay a wide receiver. I mean, you got like a lot of yeah. like issues on defense right now. I'd rather just draft one. Maybe draft two, to be honest. Amendola, he's going to be a free agent next year again. Marvin Jones, a free agent. Kenny Galladay will probably sign that big deal like sometime this offseason. So the only guy you really have for the future is Kenny Galladay right now. Yeah. Yeah, wide receiver is a big need. A lot of fans are downplaying it like it's a future need. It is a need. I, I think they'll address it in the draft. I don't think this the offseason where they'll pay another wide receiver. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. Do you Unless, think, like, does Marvin Jones, but do you think he holds value out there, like as far as like a trade value right now? Like, I don't. Um, I don't know because he's also been injured the past couple of years. Like he finished the year on IR. Not I like major. Has, I think he has. I think he has value. I and, just, and, I just he's thirty now. Right? I just don't think that's a win now move though. When he's you're 30, a, he's thirty right now, right? He's either twenty nine or thirty. He's, yeah, he's yeah, but when you're in a winning win now season, I know Malcolm, you hate when I use that word, but like they're in a yeah, win. I do because win now means nothing. Win now, like if you say if you tell a, a New England Patriots win now, they're gonna say yeah, Super Bowl. Like win now, get to the playoffs. That doesn't make sense to me. It's a win mandate season, or you're out for. You have a winning season. Out. That's nine to seven. Yeah, exactly. But like you're you can't minus pieces and keep signing pieces and try to retool everything. You gotta like well, stick with some something mm-hmm. that's working. You you can't just retool every position. The, the reason why the reason why I say that is because you know, I don't look at that player's liability injury wise, but you gotta look at it this way. Marvin Jones has been injured, he's been on IR two straight years in a row. Yeah. Like, like if, if like, this is the situation right now, we go into week six and he goes into IR again. We're down our number two wide receiver. But the rookie you draft comes in and plays. He could, but then you're back to square one. 
I mean, look, there, there's injuries in the NFL. Guys, there's, are injuries, get hurt. And there's, there's injuries in the NFL. But if, if you saying, sign a wide receiver, though, let's say, so you talk about Robbie Anderson, he's probably going to command, I read something like $12 million. You want to pay him $12 million? $12 million? No, but I, I would do a Brashad Pyramid. That's probably going to be what, seven to eight mil, it'll probably? Be, it'll, be a, it'll be a draft, it'll be a, a contract for the situation, just like when we got Marvin Jones, a guy who was a third, fourth receiver on the team. Has something to prove. He put them with Matthew Stafford, and you know the rest is history. But I mean, it, it's cool. I mean, to be fair, Marvin has, Jones. Way, though, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was gonna say to be fair to Marvin Jones, though he got placed on IR after that Vikings game when they were out of it. Yeah, I think he could have played. I think it was just kind of like sort of they were sort of taking towards the end. They placed see? everybody on IR. Yeah, they were kind of taking. Like if yeah, they were, they were winning. Anybody that was hurt, anybody that was hurt went on IR. Yeah, if they were winning, they probably would have like. Captain, wait, didn't he only have like a high ankle sprain or something? Yeah, and it was only three weeks left in the season. They're yeah, like, like a three to five week injury anyway. So, I mean, I just the thing is, right now, I, I already know where he's at contract wise, and you have a situation that you know that they're not gonna pay him. He's not coming back on the team next year. We all know that. I mean, I don't see a situation where they resign him. Yeah, but also training him is stupid too because him and Stafford have a good connection. Like he's always like been close to a thousand or had a thousand, and with Stafford he produces. Yeah, he does. He does. He does. So, so does Kenny Galladay. So does, so does Danny Dollar. Trading him is kind of dumb right now, to be honest. You need those vets. You, you need to win now. And like, say you bring in a guy like Robbie Anderson. What if like he doesn't pick up the offense quickly or like? I don't Robbie know. I just think Marvin. Huh? You just, need, you just need Robbie Anderson to stretch the field. Yeah, and you don't want to pay that guy like twelve mil a year. So I think what, what what's smart is like maybe drafting a guy like in the second round or third round wide receiver. They they probably will, um, or maybe even fourth round. You know, drafting a guy and then something happens to wide receiver, play the rookie. We go. Yes, we go that route. Um, but I mean, Bashad Bashad Pyramid, and I brought up Robbie Anderson, and that's a situation that you know he's going to command a lot of money. I mean. The other, other, only other guy probably I would like on that list. Okay, you look at number four receiver. I mean, do you bring back um? Do you bring back Jermaine Curse? I mean, wide receiver four. I'm I'm down to let him compete again. I really enjoyed him in training camp. Um, I, I mean, he is coming off a torn ACL, so that's gonna be interesting. But I mean, I wouldn't be disappointed if they let him compete for a spot. I mean, I think you have. I think you have some free agents out there that could compete for that spot. I think you could look at guys like Demarcus Robinson, who did it for Kansas City. He competed for. He was a good uh, wide receiver four. Stepped into some games when there was injuries, like when Tyreek Hill was out. He stepped up. He played well. That's a guy I look out for. Uh, Tajay Sharp was another guy, you know, who who could step up when needed. Dontrell Inman is another mm. like whatever wide receiver, but like. There's guys out there who could compete. Chris Hogan was good in the Patriots offense. He had a bad year with Carolina, had injuries. But, I mean, it's a wide receiver four spot. I'm not expecting these guys to have 1,000 yards. I'm not. Like, I'm just expecting yeah. solid results. Maybe one or two catches when all our wide receivers are healthy. But, like, a guy that's ready to step up when needed. Yeah. Um, with Demarcus Robinson, I think he's also going to be too expensive. You think so? Yeah, I've read something where like the Giants and the Eagles are going to go after him. I think like seven, eight mils is price tag. Oh, I'm not. Hell no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is Marvin Hall still, still on the roster? Yeah, he's under contract. So one guy I want to bring up. This is kind of like a gadget player because uh, he what do you call it? Bevel likes this. It's Tavon Austin. He won't cost much. 
good on special teams, brings that speed element. I don't know. I, to be honest, I don't really want to sign like another wide receiver, maybe just some camp bodies. I think they're kind of like, I'm all, I don't want to say sad. Philip Dorsett. Philip Dorsett also makes some sense. I don't know how much he'll come in, but I think like the wide, the wide receivers, like there wasn't like, like, you know, remember how last year they signed like low key guys. They just cut them after like, see what they have in camp. I'm doing something like that. Signing like a low, really low end guy who has potential on special teams. That's like also, Trevor Davis and don't Jeremy Curse. Chris Lacey, Fulgham. I'm interested to see where those guys are in their development. TK. Yeah, Tom Kennedy is fun. So I think like maybe their internal options might be a little better than bringing out like a 30-year-old who's had injury histories or a guy who's underperformed. Probably someone younger. And then the draft pick also will have some undrafted guys come in as well. So that's probably what I would. I wouldn't really like sign like a free agent wide receiver, to be honest. Maybe like some low-end guys, like I said, but nothing like crazy. I can see see one of these guys being signed, like Jermaine Curse competing again, maybe not winning the spot, but competing again. Like, I could see, like, those guys, like, even a Philip Dorsey, I mean, he, Dontrell, I could see those guys coming in, like, on the 90-man roster, come camp time and compete. That's possible, yeah. Like, just give them, like, a vet man with, like, little guarantees or no guarantees and see if they make the roster. And if they show up, they show up, they make the team. If not, cut them. Simple. Exactly. Like, I mean, like, you've cut Travis Fulgham. You didn't have a problem with that. You've cut Tom Kennedy. Like, if these guys are outperforming that much more than you bring him, Philip Dorsey on the 53, you know? It's just, I mean, you probably not prefer it, but, like, if it happens, like, if he's really that much better than Travis Fulgham or, like, a Tom Kennedy, then you might have to actually consider it. Yeah, yeah they worked him out, too. They didn't sign him last year, so. Yeah, we'll see. Chris Hogan's a guy I would look out for, too. I know he had an injury here, but like, I think it's not a guy you're going to like guarantee a 53-man roster spot. It's just a guy that's going to compete. He's going to compete I, and I, give I, his I, all. I, I can see that shit happening. I can see them bringing in a damn Hogan. I'm going to be <laughs> honest. I'm not a fan of Hogan. Um, I mean, I'm not either, bro. He's on the 90-man roster. I mean, I don't care. If he competes... Look, bro, I, like I want like some young dudes with like with potential. I don't want to sign like, dudes who are like 34, 35 no, years I'm, old. I'm not you know doubting I mean? the... I'm not doubting the draft. I'm still saying you need to draft a wide receiver, but like to, you're gonna need 90 man roster spots somewhere. I mean, let let him compete, man. You sign you signed Tommy Lee Lewis last year. You didn't make the team. It's whatever. You signed Marcus. There's gonna be veterans everywhere. I mean, but Tommy Lee Lewis had potential. He did. He got hurt, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he had some speed to him. He had potential. You know. Yeah, I mean, even like when they signed Jermaine Curse, it was kind of like outlook. It was like, okay, whatever. Let him compete. <laughs> he, he won played. the roster spot. He just got hurt. That's it. He played well. That's what I'm saying. You never know with these guys, and that's why I'm fine with it. Like, if it's just a 90-man spot, if he doesn't make it, he doesn't make it. If he makes it, he makes it great. Man, Kersey's a former number two receiver in the league, man. So, I, I see why they... they so they, But, bro, but those guys two have, like, dealt with He was a number two on the Patriots? Yeah, New England. He was a number two, number three. They've dealt with injuries, though, both. And, like, Hogan and Curse, they probably don't have the speed they have, or they're not, like, as technical as they used to be. They're, they're, they've been hurt. But, I mean, it's just a – yeah. I mean, I don't really look at the 90-man spot all that deep into it. Like, if, if they're on the 90-man roster, there's no I mean, guarantees of making the 53. I mean, like Tyler said, I mean, if he comes out there and he beats them out, I mean, I guess. I don't see him beating out like Marvin Hall. Marvin I Hall don't either. Bring more, bring more to the team than Chris Hogan. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, I don't know. You never know. That's what I'm saying. Like, you just get the possibility. It's just the camp body, essentially. And okay. also, like, I mean, I – like injuries happen to hopefully no one big gets injured in our yeah. team, but injuries happen in camp. So I could see them like if an injury happens, they could like trade for a guy or they could sign like one of those vets you mentioned. But that makes sense too. If like I don't, injuries I, happen, you sign a vet. 
you can't just go into camp with Marvin Jones, Kenny Gowdy, and Danny Amendola with a bunch of undrafted rookies and one rookie. Like, you can't just do that. You can't earn a bunch of young guys. You have no, to have those sign, like some not bonds, but those sign like some prove it guys to one year deals. That's Chris Hogan. And like, no, Chris sure. Hogan's like 34, though. I don't know. Like, like Chris Hogan, Dontrell Inman, Curse, those are the type of guys. Philip Dorsett, those are the guys that are just going to come in and compete and win or try to win. I mean, I, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. That's just me, though. <laughs> like, so, I, I don't. I don't see so no to like almost everybody else. So no Taylor Gabriel. No, that's not happening. I mean, I think he's kind of like Niners. Marvin Hall. I think he goes to the Niners. I think he goes and to the Niners. Kyle what about Paul Richardson? Paul Richardson. He's been injured. That's like another Possible. like. I mean, I don't know. It's like another like. I don't know. I feel like he'll command a little more money. He than played like, with Seattle too. I think did he did he play under Bevel or did he play under the other OC? Yeah, he's the guy that grabbed the face mask on Tavon Wilson in the playoffs. Was yeah. Bevel coaching that team? Yeah, he was the OC. So yeah, yeah. so I could see that Paul Richardson. Would, that's a good point, Malcolm. So Paul Richardson Bevel connection, kind of like how they did with Curse, bring him along on like a one year prove a deal, see what happens. Tyler, that's how do you remember that shit? I mean, that was the playoffs, man. <laughs> Tyler has, like, the best memory in the world. That pissed me off so much. Yeah. <laughs> that pissed well, me off so much. Wow. But, yeah. But, uh, oh, another guy we didn't mention, Matthew Slater, a really good special teams guy. I would, I'd be down for that. Yeah, just yeah, came, from, not, came not, from New England. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's some names out here. Um, Pierre, you mentioned uh, your boy Devin Funches. What did you think about that? Look, I mean, Funches is like, <laughs> this is a guy who's young, though. He's not that old. Not come your life, but he's not that old. He's he not? With, How old no, is he? Not. He's not he that plays old. like he's 80 years old. <laughs> well, he was hurt. He was, like, solid with the Panthers. He, he's a big receiver. Lions like big receivers. He's like, if big. it's a one-year prove-it deal, like, camp, whatever, sure. Like, we'll see. I, I don't know. Devin Funches. Please, no. He's not bad. If he's healthy, he's solid. And I watched him at Michigan. You know, he's not really that bad. He's okay. Did you watch him at Harrison, too? Harrison High School? When they were a thing? It's right, right down the street. Uh, okay. Is that all we got on the wide receivers? I'm yeah. assuming you guys don't want like guys like Jordan Matthews and Laquan Treadwell? No. You don't want Laquan Treadwell? <laughs> oh, absolutely not. Hell no. Uh, who else am I missing? Did he uh, say easy last year? When yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was probably take salty, his easy, take his easy stuff and try to find a job. Yeah, hope okay. that's easy. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's get into the tight end stuff. All right, so the tight end market is, yeah, I mean, there's some names out there. There's some like higher end guys, but the Lions have T.J. Hawkinson. They have Jesse James under yeah, contract. Those are locks. Those are locks. Those are locks. Yes. Not the way that Jesse James played, but the money he makes, he's a lock on the team. <laughs> um, but some tight ends you're looking at, you got guys like Austin Hooper. You got guys like Mercedes Lewis. You got guys like Tyler Eifert, Charles Clay, Lance Kendricks, Blake Bell, our boy Logan Thomas, another one of our boys, Levine Toilolo, Luke Wilson, another one of our boys, <laughs> Nick O'Leary, the guy that wears no gloves. Jordan Reed, who just recently got cut by the Washington Redskins. Not, 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 not the scout. Not, not Blue Wire, Jordan Reed. Not the <laughs> scout. Not, yeah, even Hunter Henry's out there. So you, you got some names out there. I'll say just to start, the Lions are not going to get Hunter Henry or Austin Hooper. I'll say that just on the get-go. 
Eric Ebron, but, too. Don't forget about him. He's out there. Eric Ebron. Wow. I thought we were Eric Ebron free on this podcast. But okay, that's fine. Uh, Eric, I mean, yeah. yeah. You can talk about Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron's up there. There you go. Um, okay, so no Hunter Henry, no Austin Hooper. The Lions need a tight end three. I don't, think, like, um, I don't think Jordan Reed either. Yeah, Jordan Reed is a no. Yeah, probably a no. I wonder if Jordan Reed will still play. That's my question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's done a bunch of injuries, a bunch of concussions. I think he said he wants to play. He came on and said he wants to play. So, okay. uh, Yeah, Vernon Davis just recently retired. He was on that list as well. Did, you guys, um, did you guys listen to that meme? No. Of, of him crying on ESPN. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, it was like he was like doing an acting thing. He's a good like, actor, man. Good oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that. Good actor. So, um. You guys like any of these guys as a tight end three from the free agent market, or would you rather draft one late? Um, I would. Or Isaac Nato. Please don't. Okay, I was about to say that. So I like three guys, and I'll say four guys: Toy Lolo, Thomas, Rogers, and Luke Wilson. Richard Rogers and Luke Wilson. They worked him out. And I also like Isaac Nato. I liked him last year, obviously before like his combine was just like trash, but. Isaac Nada, maybe he, I mean, he obviously has some tools to work with. They, they like him. Then probably like a couple undrafted uh, tight ends and kind of just let them all complete for the tight end three spot. Whoever gets it, gets it. Okay. Logan so, Thomas, though, I think like, I, I hope think... they bring him back. That's probably like my preference. <clears throat> and then let Isaac Nada develop a little more on the practice squad or is that tight end four on the roster. And then he could start like in 2021, like as tight end three. That, that's the plan, I think, for them. Like, let Nada develop one more year, sign a VAT. We'll see. Yep, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on that. Um, I really, I really want them to bring back Logan Thomas. Um, you know, I was a big Tololo fan, Tololo fan when he was here. So, I mean, if he was an option as a tight end three, I wouldn't mind that either. You know, that dude's 6'8". And I think they could have used his body a lot more in the passing game, which they didn't. But, I mean, we're looking at a tight end three position. It's not much. I mean, all the guys you you name are probably going to be all candidates for that position. Right. Besides yeah. that, I don't, I, don't, I don't really see. Maybe they bring in a blocking guy, a blocking tight end for their tight end number three. I think that's, Mercedes Lewis. I think that's yeah. Mercedes Lewis and Toy Lolo. Yeah, you, you bring in a blocking tight end for that position and see what happens. I was just going to say that. Because um, you know, you have you have TJ Hawkinson, you have Jesse James, and Jesse James, his numbers look awful last year. <laughs> but he it's not his fault. I mean, I can't I can't put all the blame on him because he didn't get much targets. They didn't involve him in the offense. I mean, it is what it is. Maybe he can't maybe he can't get open, maybe he can't create separation. I'm not sure what it is, but he wasn't involved. Not like he dropped passes. Eh, he did a little bit towards the end when Hawk got hurt. Honestly, he, he uh, was not good. <laughs> I don't think uh, he was good, but Bevel also has to do a better job at like using his tight ends too. Yeah, he I, does. I didn't see like many situations that like he dropped at like wide open passes and stuff like that. I just remember like the Buccaneers game and the Broncos game. He was atrocious. Like I was, like he, <laughs> he, he was not good. But he's not but, good. I mean, he was not a good blocker. Not a good catcher. Like I mean, he wasn't good. That's the guy we paid. Maybe it it's like, um, like he was learning a new system. Hopefully, this year we see some improvement. If not, man, that just that's another signing that's just kind of like questionable. 
I mean, I hope it turns around. It's possible. He's he had a very good career in Pittsburgh, so I I, I was one of the advocates. I'm not too worried about him to be honest. I think he could bounce back. I think he could too. I'm just saying, last year was atrocious. He was awful. So, um, but yeah, you know, you have t- Hawk, you have Jesse's your locks, and I'm with Malcolm. I think you look at a blocking tight end here, and I think that's Levine Toy Lolo. Mercedes Lewis is another good candidate. Another one that is out there, I actually didn't mention, just because I think he's going to command a little more money. He was good last year, very good for Houston. Darren Fells, and I really liked him when he was in Detroit, and he's a very good blocking tight end because he could help like an offensive lineman so much. Like when it was 2017, we had Greg Robinson as our left tackle. He helped Greg yeah. Robinson so much. Greg Robinson was awful, but he like at least masked it a little bit. And speaking of Greg Robinson, did you guys see the reports of Greg Robinson? <laughs> yeah, the man had weed that weighed as much as me. Something like that. I forgot. Like 130 pounds of weed trying to no, sell. Wasn't, like, wasn't it like 150 or 157 or something like that? Just crazy. <laughs> Some crazy amount. But if they could – I wanted him last year too. I really like Darren Fells, but he had a really good year with Houston. A lot of touchdowns. Deshaun Watson got him involved a lot. I would like that a lot, honestly. But, like, when you have Hawkins and you have Jesse James, it's a little tougher to sign someone like that because, like, you know, it's hard to get three Titans involved. It's already hard enough to get two Titans involved. To get three Titans involved, it's a little difficult. So I don't see him wanting to even come to Detroit. Yeah, he won't come here. But I would love it just as a blocking tight end because I think he's a phenomenal blocking tight end. But I don't think that's going to happen. So I'm going to rule that out. Logan Thomas is another guy I like, too. I I wouldn't mind if they brought him back for year two. All right, guys, as a wrap to episode 82 of the Pride Podcast, I hope you guys enjoyed our analysis on the wide receiver and tight end market that we hope the Lions are not too actively shopping this offseason and the free agent, market, free agent market at least. But we gave you what we got, and it's all, and I'm out. See you. All right, guys, um, before I let you go, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review on Apple uh, Podcasts. Leave a five-star review for us. We, we appreciate that. We appreciate the support. Also, uh, next week is the Combine. Well, this week. So stay tuned for next week. We'll talk about some Combine stuff. I know you guys love that. So stay tuned for that. And I am out. Peace. All right, y'all. This is your boy, Malcolm. Just want everybody to know we have our voicemails. Um, If you want to vent, if you want to, uh, you know, give a shout-out. Hell, tell us about your day. Um, leave a voicemail. The number is 313-355-3116. And I'm out. It's your boy. Peace. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done